You've tuned in to a four-headed sausage production. Don't touch that dial. Stay tuned in because your favorite program is coming up next. Hello, and welcome to a podcast you couldn't refuse. This week, we're doing a recap of The Sopranos. And we're going to talk about all of those kinds of things. We're going to talk about the influence Sopranos had over the uh, over the course of its duration that, that it was on television. And we're going to talk about a lot of other mob and organized crime things. Here's a pretty broad and interesting podcast. And you, you came right here to listen to that thing. So we're going to get into that thing. This show stars me, Stephen Taylor... And one of my good friends, Simon Ricketts. And we share very common interest in doing all these things. Talking about Sopranos. You understand me? Ya yuts. So welcome. Welcome. This is My Mind with uh, Stefan Taylor. I'm joined today with uh, my good my good friend, uh, Simon Simon Ricketts. And we're here to talk about, well, we're here to talk about um, how last time it didn't work out very well <laughs> with our with our ending of the show. So we're, we're, we're back and we're back to talk about more things Soprano because, you know, this is a Soprano-orientated uh, uh, kind of episode. It's like a little, little special that we have. And um, I think... Well, you know, if you're if you're all right with that, Simon, we'll 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 go back into um into the many states of Newark where we kind of kicked off. That'd be fine, Stefan. I think where where we were, I think we're talking about um uh, Livia. We're talking about Livia Soprano and how she has that kind of split personality thing that they don't really discuss. She certainly does have that split psychotic personality. Yeah, I think. Well, you know, you go. No, I was. Yeah, she certainly does have two sides to her. She's a very uh, evil, conniving lady. <laughs> um, but unsure what how they're going to portray her as a uh, a younger a younger lady. Well, I'm interested to see. No, no, you go. No, no, please go on. All right, <laughs> chef. Yes, I was going to say um, it, it'd be interesting to see if they make her less conniving because she's younger. I'd say they probably will because I think, well, from what I gather, that she just gets worse as she gets older. So she might be quite yeah. pleasant as she might be quite a nice, pleasant lady, but I doubt it. No, no. I... <laughs> <laughs> or she, she may, she may um, show small, small uh, bits and pieces of her. Psychotic side as a young lady, but I think it'd definitely. I think it'd still be there. She's if she's not going to lose it. Well, no, yeah, she's certainly yeah. She's a mean. She's a piece of work. Yeah, <laughs> to say the least, man. Eh? Like she's yeah. she's a crazy, and I think. Oh, I don't know. She's just a byproduct of the times, really, isn't she? She's just like this. Well, even then, she's not man. Eh? She's like this weird kind of anomalies like she's not your stock standard um like 1950s or 1960s housewife really is she she's like 
But she certainly isn't um, as dumb as they all. Th- she's not a silly old lady. Yeah. They, she's not a silly old lady as they portray her in The Sopranos. So I presume that she, as a younger lady, is very, very smart and, and knows what's what. Yeah, she can vote. She can vote indeed. She knows about so, ballot boxes. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, has her finger in many ballot boxes. <laughs> but um, touching on Olivia, it would be interesting to see her and Junior's relationship as young individuals. Yeah, yeah. It will be good to see if they actually, like, get along because it seems they get along better or tolerate each other more, like, after, like, Johnny's, like, Tony's dad's dead kind of thing. Yeah. You know, they've got a lot more to relate to. Well, they're both old. (laughs) (laughs) They're both (laughs) from the neighbourhood. (laughs) (laughs) But, yeah, that's probably, um, yeah, one of the relationships I'd be looking forward to seeing is how that is back in the day. Yeah, I'll I tell you what. So I watched the I watched the trailer again. And obviously this, you know, if you're keeping up with this, um, if you're tracking this podcast, it doesn't track very well because we did this <laughs> a month and a half ago and we couldn't all track that time, you know, but now we've got like a little bit of free time so we're able to like rehash it. But I've watched the trailer a couple of times since and I've noticed there's a couple of things in there that aren't quite making sense. Well, funny you say that. I actually watched it this morning. <laughs> yeah, right. So, so big pussy. Looks, yes, he looks quite old. Yes, he does. He looks a lot older than Tony, and they're meant and to be similar, similar age. Similar age. And yeah. can I also jump in there? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sil Sil doesn't have hair. <laughs> I knew you were going to say. He doesn't have any hair, bro. He's but no in soprano, hair. But in the Sopranos, he's got the best head of hair a man could ever wish for. He does. So that begs the question, does he get plugs? <laughs> <laughs> he's certainly... He's certainly <laughs> does Sylvia and Dante have plugs now? Is that what they're saying? Your words, not mine. <laughs> he's, he'd certainly be able to afford it. If he yeah, like... Owning the butter bean, you know, like it's yeah. a very successful. That's what I don't get as well. Like he owns a successful like strip joint. Yeah, he get. Well, maybe it's fitting then because he gets the hair plugs. Like he's so vain about his appearance because in the sixties he just has no hair. Yeah, I, I yeah, <laughs> I can't believe yeah. And I, did you pick up on anything, on anything else that doesn't make sense in that trailer? Yeah, so I want to know what. Ray Liotta's role is because I've got a feeling that's Jackie's dad and he's the one yeah so when Jackie takes over in the first season this is see this is like a good tangent to come back to the first season recap (laughs) so like very well played (laughs) look I I play the cards I'm dealt (laughs) so have you got confirmation that that's Jackie uh, Ray Liotta is Jackie's father, mm-hmm. or no, or is no. this just a, something you're reading in? Or well, just making up. <laughs> well, no, I'm speculating. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm speculating Excellent. because it tracks really well, man. Eh? Because like in the first season, 
Jackie's not actually the boss. His dad's the boss and running it from prison. Yes, correct. Yeah, and then Jackie takes over and then he gets cancer. And then when he gets cancer is when he's the boss. Yeah, he, <clears throat> very true. I think. Yeah, that's that's correct. That's somewhat true, isn't it? Yeah. And then, so I think, the and like, he, Ray Liotta is playing, like, Jackie's dad. But there's been no mention of Jackie in, like, the trailers we've seen. No, nothing. No, not that I've seen, anyway. Yeah, not that I've I seen. May, I may be watching the wrong trailer. No, 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 no. No way. <laughs> no way. Ooh. No, I think it's... um. Well, that'd be an interesting... Because, like, why else would he, like, say to, like, that, um, like, Dickie Moltisanti, stay away from your nephew? If those two, like, if John Boy, because he was good friends with Jack, because that's how, remember, that's how they became good friends, because John Boy and Johnny Boy Soprano and Jackie's dad were good friends. Yeah. So, yeah, I think that's, that's, like, their their connection and then like Dickie is uh, the more like the hot-headed character that they don't want to influence on their on their kids yes mm. yeah I've got a that's my rolling theory that I'm constantly evolving that's the only thing I want to see I want to see like more of like where because it's nice to know the history of the actual like um April because it's the April crew yes and it's the Roy DeMeo family, I'm pretty sure, because right. he was like North Jersey in like in mafia history. If you go back, right, you certainly know a lot more about this than that. <laughs> I've, oh, look, I've done the research. <laughs> I, I feel like quite the amateur now. <laughs> no, it's only because I read into it too much. Simon, like, that's oh, all it right. Is. Yeah, I'm just like I'm thinking way too big picture. <laughs> I'm trying to work out. I'm trying to figure out, like in my head, it's like a mini series. It's not a two-hour movie. <clears throat> well, yeah, I up until the other day when we were speaking, um, I thought it was a mini series, and you're like, no, it's just a movie. I was like, ah, right. Yeah, well, so they're going to try and cram as much in. It's a lot to cram in, if you ask me. But I'm no. No, it is too. Like, what's an average Sopranos episode between forty-five and fifty-five minutes? Yeah, and yeah, there's a lot, yeah. and there's a lot to unpack in each episode, eh? Yeah, yeah. So I don't know. I'm skeptical. I just don't know why Tony's so young, and like, what is the time frame? Is it like 1968 or is it 1972? Yeah, true. Yeah, because when they do when they do flashbacks in. Um, the Sopranos to back when Tony was a boy, like a little boy. Yeah. And then um, his father takes his sister to the carnival and they all get arrested. He's young there, man. Like, he's really young. Yeah, and they're all kind of driving around in, like, Coupe de Ville's. Yeah. Like 1950 Yeah, stretch caddies and, yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> It'll be interesting. What are your so, thoughts? On on the, the movie as a whole? Yeah. I'm not keen. <laughs> I just don't. I think it's just going to be like well, you've, a heard, you, you, you've heard it here first. He's not yeah. keen. <laughs> I'm keen. I'm keen for like the history and like yeah. to branch off for like the history and to explain a little bit more about the show. But I don't think it does anything for the show. 
Well, you know no. I mean, like the, a, the Sopranos will be the Sopranos. Yeah, exactly. Like it's it's definitely a story of the Sopranos, but yeah. it doesn't add. It won't add value to the Sopranos. No, not at all. No, and it won't take away. No, I absolutely agree with you on that one. Yeah, I'm, and I'm happy with that, dude. Yeah, yeah. Mm, I think that's it. Yeah, that that'd be like ideally, you know, they they don't even like James Gandolfini's kid doesn't reappear as like the great great grandson. Of <laughs> Tony Soprano, <laughs> yeah, like Newark twenty twenty five or something like that. Newark twenty twenty five. Yeah, I don't know. you know, like it's, I think. Well, time yeah, will they, tell. Time will yeah. tell. Yeah, yeah. But, but um, are you, are you keen for the movie? Uh, I was. <laughs> <laughs> I was until uh, a few conversations with you, but um, <laughs> but yeah, I'll I'll definitely have a look. Like. Yeah, you've got to have a look. But yeah, I, I think it'll go either two ways. It'll be either absolutely epic and it'll answer all these different unanswered questions and show us the backstory to certain characters yeah. or it'll just be, yeah, absolute rubbish. It'll be trash. It'll just be another yeah. movie that you just forget about and it's in the, the $10 bin. At like yeah. Woolley. Yeah. Well, or wherever. Just, or wherever. <laughs> I'm glad you didn't say blockbuster because that doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> yeah, I was, was going to say civic man or video <laughs> or video sleazy, yeah. video easy. Yeah. Yeah, they're not there. <laughs> no. But yeah, it'll yeah. Mm. But for and then there's the other sort of thing that people jump on board and like, oh, that's absolutely epic. And they haven't even seen The Sopranos. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, if they watch it as a standalone movie and have not seen The Sopranos, I think it it'll be more valuable to them. Yeah, because you already don't have the preconceived notion <clears throat> that we kind of have. Like, say about Dicky Moltisanti or like um, Livia. Like, we already know she's a horrible person. Yeah, <laughs> like you just go back in time and it tracks well. That she still is a horrible person. <laughs> I just hope it doesn't get a heap of like, yeah, criticism or like high raps that are from people that don't actually know what they're talking about. Yeah, yeah, I, that's that's what I'm always fearful of because you know, like you and I, we're both um, we're armchair experts. You know what I mean? Like we're more than happy to talk about it from the comfort of our chairs. You know, this isn't our profession. This is just something we like to do. <laughs> this is just a... <laughs> be this clear. Is just, this is just a, yeah, mutual uh, enjoyment for a TV show that was made yeah. many, many moons ago. Many, many moons. <clears throat> many moons. And um, as I think we touched on previously, that it still stands up today. It's the best, t- it's the best TV show. But as you said also previously that there is like it's almost got another new audience now with this sense of new York coming out like that's exactly it dude yeah that's what i think this movie's for yeah right no so, it's definitely for to like re-inspire the brand without yeah. tarnishing the legacy of the brand yeah yeah I think it's it's good and it's bad. I think the good, the best thing about it is it's been like written by David Chase, so like he's the original writer and creator. So I think that's that's definitely a big plus. Oh, that fills me with a little bit of 
extra, <laughs> little bit extra hope. I didn't, yeah. I didn't know that. That's cool. Yeah, so he's doing it. Actually, oh. could, how did you feel when it was the last like five seconds of the trailer and the theme song kicked off? Yeah, it was. I love that song. <laughs> yeah, I got chills, man. I watched yeah. it a couple of times and I still got chills, dude, every time I heard that song. I love that song. Just that thumping bass line, man. The Alabama 3, bro. Far yeah. out. It's just like I want to spark up a Monte Cristo Cuban cigar and just strut. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a little bit of whiskey. Go watch yeah. the ducks. <laughs> in, a, in, a, in, a, in, a, in a matching tracksuit, top and bottom. Oh, man. <laughs> Far out. But speaking of ducks, I think we should go back to our season one recap. Yep. Let's do it. I think we're up to we're up to um kind of our, our, our favorite kind of moments, I think. Yep. Favorite characters, rather. I'll say favorite characters. <clears throat> because I, I recently watched like a little bit of it and then I look Simon, I I, I cheated a little bit. I watched like a, a YouTube video that was like season one best moments. Oh my god! And yeah, I, I didn't get the time to like. I got I got a couple of irons in the fire, so to speak. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so so I was watching it, and I totally forgot about this scene where they go and look for the the episode rather where they go and look for. Uh, Anthony, Pussy and Paulie go look for Anthony Jr.'s science teacher's car. Yes. Yep. And, and Tony is Tony asks him, and he's like, well, well, what are you getting in science? And he's like, oh, D plus. And he's like, I'll see what I can do. <laughs> <laughs> That's and, right. Because uh, Anthony Jr. comes home, he's like, um, I forget the teacher's name. So-and-so's car got stolen right out in front of school. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what are you getting in science? Yeah. Oh, what are you getting there? And um, I totally forgot about the scene where they're in the coffee shop and Paulie goes on that rant and he's like, we invented this shit. Espresso, <laughs> cappuccino, macchiato, spaghetti, prosciutto. We invented this. A wee nutsy bupkis. They were eating spoons before us <laughs> or something like that. <laughs> yeah. And uh, he certainly doesn't hold back in that rant. No, no. He's like, <laughs> he goes full walnuts, full poorly walnuts. <laughs> <laughs> like he goes the full, the full night and he steals yeah. that, that crappy coffee machine. <laughs> he puts it in his jacket and he's like, <laughs> he's just muttering under his I'm taking this. This is all I'm getting from him. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and again, it got me thinking. I think, I think Paulie is my favorite character in season one. Yeah. <laughs> I just think for how long he's in it, all his, like, I remember most of his parts the most. Yeah. He's a big, he's a huge character. He is. And, and-, and he's portrayed beautifully. Like, he legit. Oh, man. Like a- yeah, well, I'll give you a bit of trivia. I don't know if we covered this last time, but the, the guy, Tony uh, Scarico or Tony Sirocco, I think. Sirocco, Mr. Sirocco. Sirocco. I, I think I, it's Sirocco. Don't hold me to that. <laughs> don't, yeah, don't, you know, don't, don't put that hold, on. Don't, don't right? hold me to anything that we're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> it's either Scarico or Sirocco. Yeah. And he was actually a um, an extra in Goodfellas as like a wise guy. Yeah. 
Yeah, and it's like I don't know if you remember Goodfellas, but there's the scene at the very do start I, of the movie. Do I remember Goodfellas, please? <laughs> Sorry, my apologies. <laughs> and he's like, they're like standing and they're cooking the sausages on the barbecue. Yeah, in the backyard. Like, yeah, and there's the wise guy there standing with a singlet and he's got the panther tattoo. Yeah, that's Paulie Paul Walnuts. That's Paulie Paul Walnuts. Paulie Walnuts himself. Yeah, he's just sitting in the back. And I thought, you know, from then on, he's probably only been typecast. <laughs> it's like a, a wise guy extra. And then now he's like living out his dream as Paulie Walnuts, Goltieri. Yeah. Yeah. So and, I would for say- su- and for such a mean man, he's got a lot of love for his mother. Yeah. <laughs> what is that, man? <laughs> he loves his mum so much, man, eh? Then he, like, tries to get his mum into, I think it's the second season, but he tries to get his mum into, like, the nursing home where Tony's mum is. Yeah. Like and, then, and then it all goes pear-shaped. I think it's in the third season or the end of the second season where where they, uh, yeah, a bit of a spoiler alert that uh, yeah. it's not his mum. <laughs> Yeah, that's the part. <laughs> and it just, it just messes with his mind, man. Eh? I don't like know what. Fully... <laughs> and I think it's uh, the scene where I think I think it's after Tony gets shot and he's in the hospital walking around with Tony and Tony's like, "What's wrong with you today?" He's like, "Ah," and he's like, "I don't know what's wrong with me. I got nothing. I don't know what. I don't know anything about anything anymore." <laughs> Man, yeah, I, I think yeah. What? Who you got? Who's your favourite? Nah, oh. uh, it. Had, I've got a. I've got a soft spot for the corrupt copper that Tony talks to. Oh, yeah, yeah. Just because he's a troop. Yeah, just yeah. A, yeah. He's a degenerate gambler, but Degen- he's got a heart of gold. <laughs> he's yeah. Got a- and yeah, there's many degenerate gamblers in this uh, show, but yeah, he's oh, just yeah. a he's just a low life copper that's got nothing going for him. Yeah, yeah, nothing. He's like he's like girlfriend like owns the whole house. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the scene where Big Pussy does his back in at the whole house, like can't move. <laughs> <laughs> Forgot about that. They all carry him down the stairs and their jocks and that. He's like, oh, (laughs) massive unit. (laughs) I I like the bit where, um, with that cop, there's a couple of scenes I actually really like. I like the, um, the one where he, like, Tony gets him to, um, stake out the psychiatrist, Melfi, and he's like, he's like giving the dude like a hard time. And then he's like, why are you going out for burglars when you got prime rib at home? And then just like walk, walk away. <laughs> but he, like, kick, he kicks the absolute Christ. Oh, yeah, he does. He does. That's right, that's right. <laughs> and then the guy's like traumatized. Like he can't leave his house. Like he's yeah. so distraught from this like cop. <laughs> just getting like full his, Getting around <laughs> sweatpants in his house. Like full cabin I fever. I can't leave. <laughs> 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 And there's a, the, you know, this is a spoiler alert. You know, look, it's a 20 year old show, so it, it is a spoiler. But the scene, like, it's like his final episode where he's like, he's in that traffic jam on the bridge. And he's, I shouldn't laugh, but he, he's in the traffic jam and he's like, oh, come on, you know, like, 
get, let's get all this going. And then he, like hits, he puts a siren on top of his like undercover car and like they let him through and he just gets out, jumps off the bridge and jumps off. Like he's yeah. rushed. <laughs> done. I mean, like kill himself. It's like, what the fuck, man? This guy's a fucking, a fucking weirdo. Yeah. Yeah. Vin, Detective Vin. Yeah. Vin. I think. Maybe that yeah. was his first name. Mm, possibly his first name. Vin. I know it was definitely Vin. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Tony- Interesting that you picked that guy over like like someone in the Yeah. Yeah, in the family. That's cool, man. Hey, I dig that. <laughs> I dig that. Yeah, I'm on board. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think what do, what do you think was like the best event? That happened in like season one. Oh, the best event. Yeah, yeah, like the thing. <sighs> Do you want me to go? Yeah, you you go. It's the ducks. The ducks. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's gotta be the du- him, like getting in the, the water, feeding them with bread. Like yeah, the, <laughs> the ducks are massive. Yeah, and it's amazing how much that's like. That's also the amazing thing that you can't do in a movie is like the ducks have legs and they go on and on. Like they're throughout the whole series, these ducks, man. Eh? And like they, they, they always reference, they don't always, but they, they keep coming back into like the topical conversation, which you can't do in a movie. The ducks, the ducks live on, as you say, like it comes up, in ther- <laughs> it comes up in his therapy. He has like, a dream. <laughs> he has the dream. Uh, oh man! And the, he, the biggest, the biggest event. God, that's that's a there's a bit going on. That's a yeah. that's it's hard to pin down. Yeah, it sets up a lot. There's a lot, obviously a lot of like, pivotal events that like. <clears throat> but what's your like your favorite one from it? It's probably when Tone starts to suspect pussy, but like, yeah. You don't. People watching it for the first time wouldn't get it. Yeah. But now that I've watched it a fair few times, is that there's sl- very slight bits where he looks at pussy and it's like, well, yeah, he certainly knows something's up. I think a lot earlier in the show than it actually gets involved in later on down the track. If you know that, what I mean. Yeah, that's right. Like there's a. Oh no, the flashback might be in season two actually. But yeah, there is that point where, like, they kill Jimmy Altairi, who is the rat, but isn't the rat. Yep. And then you know, like, pussy like outs him some like subliminally, like they they they, you know, they make it look like it like he makes it look like it's Jimmy. I'm pretty sure, doesn't he? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, to like but, get the scent off him. Yeah, because he yeah. He is the biggest rat getting around. Oh, man. He was like, oh, man. Oh, I, I hate pussy for it, man, eh? Because he's like top five, like favorite personalities in The Sopranos. And he just fucking, oh, man. It's so hard. I remember, I, remember, <laughs> I, remember, I remember watching it and just be, I was just fuming. I was like, you can't be serious. I couldn't believe it. Like, come on, puss. Yeah, of all the people, like you're his, you're his son's guarantor or whatever it is. Yeah, Godfather. Godfather. Yeah, yeah. but they you call it the, something. 
They call it some weird thing in, in like Catholic families. Oh, confirmation sponsor or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. the sponsor, sponsor. Yeah, sponsor. Yeah. I'm your sponsor, Anthony. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but sponsor. I don't know. I suppose you're going to do that if you're uh, looking to 30, 30 years oh, behind yeah. bars for pushing H. Yeah, as it's, yeah, as it's dropped. Yeah, dropping that. Yeah. yeah. Well, I feel for him. I feel for, for no. Andrew and the kid, like his son and, and like daughter. I feel for those guys. Yeah. Because they never, because he was a rat, they don't, they don't have to, like Tony doesn't have to give them anything, but he still chooses to give money to like Angie, Bob and Sarah. Yeah. For a little bit, I think. I think it like, it changes. You know, I think she, cha- I think it changed. Yeah, she hits it pretty big with the. We'll get. We'll <laughs> probably get to that a little bit later on the track. Yeah, I'd say. Yeah, there's... Uh, my, my apologies. I'm, I'm cutting. I'm cutting the track. You don't. You don't... <laughs> yeah. You don't, because there's a lot that leads up to it. Yeah. There is. The, yeah. You know more than mm. anyone that there's a lot to a uh, lot of the lead up to that. Yeah. So I think I think now we'll, we'll like recap it, right? So, in, in if you missed last episode, here's what's happened. Uh, Tony Soprano is the capo uh, capo regime in the um, the April uh, crime family of North Jersey, and he is had a bit of a panic attack, and now he's going to see Shrink. Not really that good of a thing as a a, a suspected mobster, but he's doing it. <laughs> that he that he is. So he's doing that and there's certain members in his family that don't like that and they're trying to fight out against him. And the dynamics in his own family, his blood family, is all getting a bit skewed because his daughter's trying to go. She's in her formidable years at high school and the youngest one, Anthony Jr., is just starting high school, I think is like the start of the first season, isn't it? He's like 13. Yeah, just uh, I think he's just studying high school. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, so so you know, and his wife is she's a little bit mental. She's definitely fiery. We actually didn't speak much about like Edie Falco's character. I'm going to cut the recap because I, I just want to talk about how good um, of a job that she does in that first season of just keeping the wheels on the wagon for like the whole Sopranos like family. You know, like she's as much as she's like off kilter and like wild, you know, she's threatened to like throw the wine in her face. And like, she says the thing at like the MRR, she's like, you know, the difference between you and me is you'll come to hell when you die. You know, like she says some wild stuff. Oh, she's very loose lipped <laughs> towards Anthony Soprano. Yeah. But like, she's such a, like, she's such a staple man. eh? Like she's just well, such she, a, she is the backbone of that whole household. Yeah. Yeah, right. if the wheels fall off that wagon. Oh, dear. Yeah. You even see it in, like, later seasons, but we'll get to that in later episodes. Yeah. Um, yeah, so um, he, he, his crime family is in a bit of a power struggle because the, the boss is on his way out with, um, as Brendan Favoli says, he's uh, the boss is Kimo Sabi, which isn't, <laughs> isn't a good thing to say, but, you know, that's his words. <laughs> And <laughs> oh, Brendan, 
<laughs> yeah, the old Brendan Favola. I, I like the way that they paint him like he was this like massive player as well. <laughs> he was just this carjacker, like truck jacker or whatever. Yeah, he was quite the uh, yeah plankton of the world, really, wasn't he? Yeah. <laughs> That's a good one. Yeah. <laughs> he, was. <laughs> he was definitely a very small fright. Yes. <laughs> and so, you know, like there's a bit of a power struggle going there. And then his mum is just being very, very hateful because now she's in a very, very nice nursing home, I might add. A very, like, creme de la creme. Think of, like... It's a retirement like- community, Stefan. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it was a nursing home. <laughs> I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> Pardon me. Yeah. So that's, that's about the thick of it. And then, yeah, she's trying to, you know, there's been some, I think we mentioned it last episode, is that she has been feeding information to Tony's uncle, Junior, to kind of, whoops, to um, kind of fix a problem, as it were. Yep. And then that brings us to, like, the big conclusion and, like, probably one of the most pivotal events in, like, The Sopranos' first season and, like, leads into the second is... Is that the actual hit? I think we need to talk about that a little bit. We need to unpack that a little bit. It's pretty it's, big. It's awesome. <laughs> it's like, it's so real. It looks so like, I'm not an expert on murder and nor have I seen <laughs> that I've watched like a lot of cinema and a lot of it's fabricated murders. Yeah. Right? From what I can see. But the the ones that there's a couple in the Sopranos that just look so real that it's scary. Like the yeah. fact that he goes up to the guy, he goes up to Chris Moltisanti and says, Can you please move your car, sir? And he's like, No, I'm waiting for someone. And then he says, Police, can you please move the car? move the car? <laughs> and then he's like, Show me your badge. And he's like, man, move your fucking car. And he's like, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> yeah. And then they're just stuck there waiting. Like, that's such a real situation, man. Eh? Like, any in, a, in like a Hitman's like movie, like Chris would be dead. Yeah, absolutely. Or something like that. Or they would just like kill him and Tony or whatever. Yeah. You know? Sorry, I'm just having I'm just having a quick drink of some water. Just give me two seconds. Sorry. And the fact that they just come up and like Tony has that that split second to react. And he's already feeling like down in the dumps, like OD and on Prozac. Eating Prozac, eating Prozac like bloody tic-tac. Just like completely numb. And then yeah. does he get shot in the ear? Yeah. They clip the top of the bottom of his ear, don't they? Yeah, yeah they clip his ear, yeah. Yeah. And yeah, from then on. Like it just looks like such a real situation. Like he's just fighting in the car. Yeah. And, like, Tony's a big guy. (laughs) You wouldn't want to get him out and fight him. So it's probably, like, better that you fight him in a confined space. But he, you know, pops the two guys. And then a lot of of questions are raised about Livia and Uncle June's loyalty, 
I would say that leads into the second season. <clears throat> and it's a big. It's a the second season's pretty epic. I like it. Do you want to? Do you want to roll into the second? Yeah, let's roll into the second, shall we? All right, I'm feeling good. What are you opening up with uh, on the second? How are you going to open up with the second? Hang on, something's happening. Still... Yeah. Can you hear me? Yeah, you've gone very strange, Stefan. Uh, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Hold up. Can you hear me? Mm-hmm. Is that better? Yeah, we're back. All right. So... Um, <laughs> You're just putting a little uh, commercial plug there, won't you, Stephanie? Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll just talk about move by balls for about three minutes or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, look, if you do want some smooth balls, I'll do a quick one. Yeah, I'll do some quick plugs, man, eh? Like, just while, um, you know, you get your notes or I get my notes or whatever. So, like... In, in this day and age, it's actually very nice and it would be very kind if you could all, if you could all kindly go to iTunes or um, our fa- the Facebook page, which is My Mind with Stephen Taylor or My Mind Podcast or the Instagram, which is My Mind Podcast with uh, no vowels. That's M-Y-M-N-D-P-D-C-S-T. You can go there and follow the journey and you can leave a review. If you go to iTunes, leave a five-star review or rating and, and tell people that you're, that you're into this. You know, you're like, you're so starved for Sopranos-related content that you've really gone down the bottom of the barrel and found two chefs. <laughs> and you've thought, you know what? They're onto something. They're onto something. They've got quite a unique look. And maybe you tell your friends. Maybe you tell another friend. Maybe you tell them at your Thanksgiving. I don't know why I'm thinking of Thanksgiving. We don't really celebrate. In Thanks. <laughs> You're off the charts this evening. Uh, I, uh, I, I do apologize. But we can reel it back in and we can jump into season two. I think a good place to start in season two is the, the introduction of... Um, because it starts with the flashback. Yeah. Doesn't you've, it? You've certainly got more detailed notes than I do. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I think it yeah. starts with the flashback of the 1990s where I mean, they're all like, in Atlantic City. Yes, correct. That is, yeah. And That's this what... is like... No, no, you go. No, no, please carry on. They're in Atlantic <laughs> City hanging out, aren't they? Or they're on a... No, they're there with Jackie, and Jackie's good. That's right. Jackie, yeah. yeah. So he's good, and that's when Pussy talks about he's late to go to the meeting because he's meant to be He's meant to be there, but he's not there because he was dealing with the FBI. Yeah. Well, that's what's, like, not spoken about, but we know that's what happened. That's right, yes. Yep. Yeah. yeah I'm on board now. Yeah. So they're all there and um, Pussy Pussy Santa. Yes. That's it. it. It's Christmas. It's, it's, maybe it's not Atlantic City then. But I'm pretty sure that's how the first season starts. The, fir- the, first, the second season of the first episode is like Pussy Santa. Or maybe that's in an, another bit. No. You're thinking about when they have to get... Um... Or is Bobby. that in the next season? 
They have to get Bobby in uh, as, as Santa because Pussy used to be Santa. Yeah. Yeah, yep. and Bobby yeah. hates it. Yeah, sorry. Oh, Bobby hates. He's, <laughs> he's he's more than fuming about it. Yeah, I don't want to be Santa. <laughs> You're in good shape. <laughs> You're in good shape. <laughs> well, I think a good a good place to start is um, yeah, it's just like well, that's like the first kind of hint toward to the audience of that pussy is but that is I, I am right like not the santa bit but the other bit i'm right about aren't i yes correct yeah so it's, it's, a, it's good. a good place to start like that's where they start to hint should we just like, rewind a little bit that those indictments come down in the last couple of episodes of season one? Oh shit eh? i definitely so, forgot about that <laughs> so, <laughs> Dude, you take it from here simon just, <laughs> no, no, no. i'm no. just just rewinding a little bit to yeah. the last two episodes of season yeah. one is um, they're at um, they're at the wedding. Yeah, they're at the wedding and they catch wind of and Ray, Ray's daughter. Or the, the other guy. The, yeah, the other guy. Oh, dude, what's his name? Because he's the Coco Cabana owner. Yeah, Goodfellas. Oh, dude. I think it's Ray. I think so. But anyway, the, <laughs> the, the indictments come down and shit, hit, uh, shit hits the fan. Um, and a lot of them end, end up in lockup, but Junior ends up in prison. They've yep. got Junior. Yeah. So as far as I'm concerned and the FBI are concerned that uh, Anthony Tony Soprano is the new boss. That's right. But. Yeah. They try and make out that Junior's still running it from the inside. Yes, I'm that's pretty sure right. that's how we open up with season two. Yeah, no, you're you're 100 percent right. I just thought we better touch on the indictments. No, no, because that's definitely more beautiful than the hits. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I've over I've overlooked that in my notes. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've focused too much on the Atlantic City business and like the pussy bop and Sarah. <laughs> <laughs> then I'm focused on the, the indictments. But no, no, but that's right. Yeah, the indictments. And actually, there's that funny bit where, like, that the guy whose wedding is, he's like, oh, come star, my darling, to, like, Olivia. And he's like, yeah. oh, you're always yes. oh, my darling stuff. Oh, look at him. He's like, look at this like, one. Okay. You, still got your, you still got your other ladies? Yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, Olivia. <laughs> Oh, oh, keep it down. Oh. <laughs> the priest. Yeah, because oh. yeah, they all just, um, right. yeah, recapping at the wedding, they just all grab their missus and just, yeah, get the hell out of town, get the hell out of Dodge yeah. and go straight home and do some uh, spring cleaning some as spring you will. Clean. That's right. And Tony says to, he's like, hey, give me give me a wedding ring. He's like, you didn't steal my wedding ring, did you? No, of course not. <laughs> he's like, has that pause. He's like, no, no, of course not. No, I just don't have. I just don't have the receipt. Yeah, I just. Mm, <laughs> I <don't know. laughs> if we can't produce but, um, receipts, <laughs> but uh, season two has got introduces a huge character in my eyes. Huge. Yeah, who you got? For a little, for a little man, he's got a huge personality. <laughs> he's got a lot of moxie, man. <laughs> he's your favourite, so I'll let you. I'll let you. In he's. I th- he is because I think he's 
one of my favorite characters. There's a lot of good characters in season two, but he definitely outshines everybody with just like how tough he is, man. eh? Like he is such, I don't even have his name written down. eh? No, I do. David Praval. So (laughs) Mr. Richie Appeal. Which is Jackie's brother, Senor. But, <laughs> Senor, because the, he he is the definition. He is like what Joe Pesci's tough guy was in yeah. Goodfellas. That's what Absolutely. he was for The Sopranos. Absolutely, you know, like he brought the old school like mob, like fresh out of prison, just wants to earn, happy to like not give it, not give. It. Anybody, any quarters, man, eh? Like, happy just to get back on the street, start hustling, oh. start and like, who whack cares? Any, about- whack oh. anyone with a heartbeat. Oh, like- <laughs> yeah, like, just back in, you know, like, you're the boss, you're the boss, we'll, you know, pay the respect and we'll get it yeah. done, you know. But I think yeah. what's interesting is his relationship with Junior and how he, like, latches onto Junior rather than Tony, because even though Tony was, like, Jackie's, like, best friend. Yeah. I think it's interesting that, you know, he sees Tony, he sees Junior as the boss, even though, like, on paper he is. But, you know, like you said before, like, we all know that Tony's really running the show. But I think that the reason that he latches onto Junior is from that old school. I've been in the can for 12 years. I feel, uh, yeah, he just went straight to Junior just because of that old school blood, I, th- I feel. That's yeah. how I feel. Nah, definitely, man. Hey, yeah, you're definitely right. Because how's he going to respect, like, in the mafia world, the mafioso world, La Coca Nostra? <laughs> how's he, how's he going to respect the guy that's younger than him for one and took his brother's job? Yeah. And, know, hasn't like, done any, and, hasn't, and hasn't done any time. And has, hard yeah. Time. Yeah. Hard time. And done nothing for Richie. Yeah, nothing. Yeah, niente. You know, so I think it's it's interesting that like Richie Prio is obviously like my favorite character, and he is like the ultimate scumbag, you know, like yeah. he is, but he's all class as well, like he's the ultimate douchebag, and he says like the most obscene things, but then it's also like he's just got so much like moxie. That's how like Uncle Junior described it. He's like, he's got a lot of moxie in that boy. <laughs> And I think for his, you know, for his size, he's got a lot of marks. <laughs> yeah, like Simon and I carried this on throughout like the job uh, we had when we worked together. We'd say that about a lot of people. It's like, you got a lot of moxie, that guy. <laughs> or like he'd roll in the kitchen. It's like, bro, you got a lot of moxie today, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But it's a good way to describe someone because it's a, it's a very uncommon expression these days, having a lot of moxie. And, he's, and for a small little man, he's got a very, very wild temper. Man, he's like 10 foot tall. He's 10 you know foot I mean? tall and a Roman god. Yeah, like that's how you see him, dude, because eh? he's so like compact and like aggressive that like he, you know, height's like no longer a factor. No. You know, because you don't see him as this like four foot nothing guy. You just like when he starts talking and like he gives you those eyes, man, eh? That's my favorite thing about Richie Aprile is the eyes, dude. Those headlight eyes. Yeah. As Tony, as Tony tells <laughs> Put those headlights away, bro. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> but I think it's uh, you. We should definitely back up to sort of the first major scene with uh, Mister April, straight out of the can. Oh yeah, you want to talk about 
Give no, us all that's, your that's, that's, that's one of your favourite scenes. I know, I know personally that that's one of your favourite scenes. You, you tried to reenact it at a friend's wedding. <laughs> oh, whoa. Oh. <laughs> you just said some obscene stuff, man. <laughs> <laughs> so there's a, there's a little character. Well, we're going a little side. There's a little character in this um, show called Beansy. And he's he's a lot bigger than he's he carries on, he's got leg. There's no spoilers. There is there are spoilers if you haven't watched the show, but you know, check it out. It's a good it's a good show. Is then we should say I might do a separate bit, but this is a show full of Sopranos based spoilers. Yeah. (laughs) All right, there you go. It should be in the description. (laughs) It should be, but you know, look, I'll write it in there. I'll write it in. So, and he's played by Paul Herman, which is like one of the cast members that isn't actually Italian. I'll have you know. And so he owns, so he used to be like this number runner for Richie Aprile back in the day before Richie went away. And Richie gave him a massive loan as a loan shark. But because Richie went away, the loan was forfeited to the next capo in charge. So Beansy appropriately paid it to the capo at the time, which was, or I think it was uh, Jackie, it was Richie. And then it got turned over to Tony. And then Tony kind of looked after him. Tony Soprano looked after him and like took him under his wing and like, not under his wing, but like more or less protected his business. Right. So then Richie obviously wants his money or he wants a piece of it. And Beansy's giving him nothing. And I don't know where Beansy gets like all this like hidden aggression because all he is is just being really, really nice. <laughs> but he's having none of it. <laughs> so <clears throat> Mr. April just glasses him <laughs> with the coffee truck <laughs> and uses brute strength and power to, go, to, to get it over this guy. And it's like the most impressive display of old school gangster violence <laughs> <laughs> that's been like portrayed on the small screen. It is it's incredible. It's like, like, and it's, it's, it's not graphic in the point where there's a lot of blood and a lot of gore. Gore. No, no, very little, really. Yeah, but it's just, it's graphic in the way. It that gets like, the message. It gets. <laughs> what's actually happening? Yeah, like the, the 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 message that's getting portrayed and like how it's being portrayed. It's like if you won't hear words, and he they say like so little to each other before. Like I've gone on a big tangent of how much is like the backstory of it, but there's really like none of that's even told really. No, <laughs> it's just, Richie, like, Richie just goes, I want my money. <laughs> and he's like, no, I got nothing. <laughs> what do you want, Richie? What do you want? So then appropriately Tony Soprano pulls him up and says, you can't do that. You got to pay for it, pay for the doctor or whatever. So, you know, he bends the knee and says, here, yeah, no worries. I'll pay the doctor. And then the next day, he hits him with a car. <laughs> runs over, runs over him twice. He runs over him twice, man, which is insane. Just because he had to bend the knee to Tony Soprano and give him money. And now he knows, I know that he knows that he has to pay more. Yeah. He has to pay for more doctors and more surgeries and whatever. <clears throat> he has to, but he's okay with like the price has been made in blood. And then... He kind of just lets it go, doesn't he? After the whole leg break change. Kind yeah. of. It's like passive aggressive, but he doesn't like 
like try to take the business more. It's nah, just like he just gets his, he gets his uh, Mister April gets his back up when Tony asks him to build a ramp. Yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> It's like I'm not paying for a uh, a ramp. Yeah. Far oh, out. I forgot about that little detail. That trip. Mm. Yeah. The crazy, the crazy part about Mister April is who he hooks up with. Tell friend. <laughs> Do pray tell. I think it all started with a um, downward facing dog at a yoga studio. <laughs> <laughs> Which, uh, yeah, so backtrack that apparently Mr. April and Tony's sister Janice used to date back in the day and um, they end up hooking up. Well, they were I, I don't know how Tones deals with that, really. It's, it's a bit strange. Well, I think, I think we need to backtrack a little bit and just say like how Janice ends up back in town. Ah, yes, of course. Because <laughs> she ends up back in town because she just wants a piece of... She knows, like, Livia's on her way out. That's So Janice is, like like Simo said, uh, Tony's sister. And she wants a part of that house because she's got nothing, I think, is the general vibe, isn't it? She, like, lives on a commune or, like, lived in Seattle. What's um, what's her kid's name? Oh, right. Um uh, yeah, some ridiculous name. And yeah. like, like, how's a street person now? <laughs> he's, he's just straight up homeless. <laughs> like, she yeah. Just, yeah. But yeah, she certainly yeah. is just swooping, okay. swooping in to get some, uh, some scuttle, some cash for them. Yeah, yeah she's she trying. To... I don't think she really cares about her mother or the yeah. But that's, nah. how she, that's how she gets back in the picture. Yeah, you're very right. We should have rewound on that. Yeah, oh, that's okay. The people don't come here for straight up storylines. <laughs> we're okay. I think we're not. They're not tracking it too much. It's okay. But I think, um, yeah, because she hears a rumor. I think this is what all brings it back. Is she hears a rumor that um, because it's their family home that Tony's like John Boy Soprano, the dad had money buried in the backyard that Livia, like she mentions, but she doesn't mention, you know what I mean? Like she says there's like an off remark. And then I think that's where Janice just thinks there is. Cause maybe she's digging up the backyard. Yeah. Trying to find. There's a couple of scenes throughout the series of people <laughs> digging up backyards. <laughs> Why are gangsters burying money in like garbage bags? Yeah. Or the or the bird feeder, or the bird feeder, jeez, what's that about? That's like, that's a strange place to hide money. Mm. You, you are I you okay with? That? I certainly <laughs> would. I wouldn't be putting my stash in the bird feed. Am I okay with it? No, <laughs> I wouldn't be. I wouldn't be putting it in the bird feeder. I just don't. Is it? But then, does it like relate back to the ducks? I think it all everything relates back to the ducks, Stefan. <laughs> everything everything back. relates back to the ducks. It's gonna come back to the ducks, I think. Yeah. That little, yeah. But I think I, I, another pivotal part of like season two, like the introduction of characters, is the introduction of um, um Patsy and his twin. 
Oh, Patsy. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. He, yeah, the twin who, you know, has an untimely end talking smack about Tony Soprano by, um, oh, dude, what's his name? Uh, the one that ends up carking it on the yeah, toilet. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, I don't have that in my notes, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> I can't look it up. But, you know, oh, I can't. I'll, I can't. I can't. He, he whacks him in the car. Yeah, on we're the like way back, on not... the way back on the way back from the airport. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like what an idiot. Like I don't know that much about stuff, but I do know if you pop a balloon in the car, the sound doesn't go anywhere. <laughs> yeah, his ears would have been ring- his ears would have been ringing for days. Yeah, and you know, if you fire a gun in a car, I dare say it'll have the same effect. Absolutely, and I think. Well, who's the other? So he's like introduced it, and then he he takes over the crew, Junior's yeah, crew. Yeah. He was in prison. Yeah, so he steps up to run Junior's crew. Is his um, name Happy? Who? No, it's not Happy. Don't worry. No, it's not I'm Happy. Trying to think of a <laughs> I don't think it's Happy. I can I can assure you, it's not Happy. <laughs> but it's like it's something like that. I feel. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. I won't get bogged down on it. I am now. I'm getting bogged yeah. down on it. Um, oh, but that's okay. But, um, <laughs> are there any other characters we should mention from season? Yeah. There's, there's a few. Yeah, there's... <laughs> there's a um, few. Another degenerate. Matthew, Matthew and Sean. Matthew Be- Bevilacqua. Bevel- Mr. Bevilacqua. He gets <laughs> himself into a little bit of hot water. He gets, he gets a little bit of hot water, yes. And Sean Gizante. Yeah, Sean Os. Um the um, what is uh, Furio Gionte? Ah, Furio. Furio. Possibly one of my <laughs> yeah. He's he's in my top yeah. four or five. He's awesome, man. Like all time characters as well. Like he's a fucking yeah. character. He's he's hard as nails. Um, Mister <laughs> the gentleman that owns Ramsey Sports Store. Ah, uh, Mister Dave Scatino. Hey, Mr. <laughs> <laughs> Scantino, that's you. Scantino, man. Loves a poker game. Loves a, loves a little flutter. Tone, we're friends. <laughs> Come on, let me play one. Loves it. Uh, Charmaine, I think, has a bigger role, like Artie Bucco's wife. And Artie Bucco, uh, of course. I love Bucco. Did we hey, talk about Artie Bucco? We mentioned Bucco in the first episode that we did, but I don't think I don't think he got the uh, the detailed. Oh, we did touch over it. Oh, yeah, we did. Well, that's where, for all of you playing at home, that's <laughs> something we generally greet each other with, oh, Capitan, and that's how Adi Buko greets Tony. And that's how, there's no, like, significance or anything like that. It's just a cheeky soprano reference that no one else around us understands. They just go, oh, oh we're calling each other captain. <laughs> like, oh, for, for many years, people look at, <laughs> look at you and I, like, we don't see each other in person very often these days. Yeah. But when we do, like... <laughs> When we work together, people are like, what the hell are these two dudes on, man? Like, what are they oh, saying? Capitan. Oh, Capitan, <laughs> what are we doing? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that's part like, of me. Are you okay? I'm fine. You're not suffering from a global pandemic, are you? <laughs> no. no. No, not anymore. It finished at four <laughs> o'clock this afternoon up here. Chef, yes. <laughs> Happy with that. But, um, yeah, Charmaine definitely. Another powerful female. Yeah, Very, she kicks off. 
Yeah, she's, she, she kicks. Yeah, yeah she, she does. does hey, she like, does. I, I really like Charmaine's character. And I like how, like, she is, like, attractive. But it's just not spoken about. Like, that, that much. Only when she, like, puts the effort in. Like, she wears, like, the sexy dress or whatever. She's hot, man. Yeah. Yeah. Like, she, she is. She's always hot. But then, as you say, that couple of episodes where they tart her up because... Buko's off doing what Buko does. <laughs> Just getting piercings. Wearing <laughs> <laughs> berets. Yeah, trying to bang... Um, oh, the French uh, bird. Yeah, oh, he's trying to bang anything that moves, really. <laughs> and then starts chasing down uh, Maltesanti's missus. Yep, 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 yep. yep. Um, Adriana LaServa. Yeah, Adriana. And Aid. Aid, aid, yeah, aid, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, the, and there's the French guy in number two. See, that's oh, we. Two. Also, who's the French guy? He is the yeah, brother, brother-in-law of uh, Adi Vuko's oh, new yeah, maitre d', and they go. Yeah, he wants him to go into a certain alcoholic beverage that's going to be the next vodka. I, does what? that sound, does that sound right to you? Yeah, yeah. What's the that... what's the liquor man? <sighs> for those <laughs> that... answer to my mind podcast at gmail.com if you know the answer, and I'll send you a coffee mug. <laughs> it's not brandy. It's Armagnac. Armagnac. Chef, yes. <laughs> yeah. Ten, ten bonus points. Ten bonus points for. <laughs> All right, that yeah, Armagnac points, Armagnac. <laughs> that's, that's that's a pivotal part in the series as well between like Artie Buko's relationship with Tony. Absolutely, like that's that's a crazy that's a crazy time for those two in their like relationship because they've all they've already had a tortured kind of past that like. Do you, you know, sorry to interrupt? Do you okay. think they'll touch on uh, Artie? In the Saints, no, then no. I do want that. <laughs> but little, I, Adi, I, little junior Adi Buko. Do you reckon? I don't. I don't know. I just. Well, I, I'm I also want to. I'm more interested in what you think. So <laughs> I don't know. I don't think we're going to get what we want. <laughs> oh, Stephen, if it was up to us, <laughs> it'd be all right. It'd be a good movie, <laughs> possibly. But yeah, there'd be a lot of look. There'd be a lot of backtracking. There'd be like, oh, hang on, <laughs> what about this bit? Yeah, it'd be a seventeen part. <laughs> it'd be, yeah, it'd be a whole new series. I think, but um, <laughs> you are right in that the Armagnac episode is about yeah. A lo- it's a very big part in Tony and Artie's um, relationship. It's a relationship, hey, because it's not like they're. Because they are they are close and they are childhood friends, but they're also like their relationship is more like they're they're more best friends than how how it's perceived. And chef, yes, chef. <laughs> Let me just finish this point and then we'll stop. Or or I'll do a big pause. You go and I'll keep talking. Right, done. And I'll edit this out. Chef, yes. I'm out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so 
they're so it's not really um, it's not really touched on like how big their relationship is as because they're 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 better friends than Jackie and Tony are because at the end of the day Jackie and Tony's friendship is more or less based around money and position like they're still friends and friendly and their families are still friends but at the end of the day it comes down to running a business with Artie and Tony it's less of that because Tony doesn't have a vested interest in the business that Artie Bucco runs and operates. There's no, there's no bottom line that Artie has to answer to Tony at the end of the day, they are just genuine friends. And I think that's like an amazing thing about those two characters is that they do have this like great blossoming friendship that doesn't involve money or business at the end of the day, like similar to how, Jackie April and Tony are meant to be best friends. But at the end of the day, I was just saying um, how valuable um, Jackie's relationship with um, Jackie's relationship with Tony is more based around money and business rather than actual genuine friendship. Whereas Artie's with Tony is just genuine friendship. Correct. Yeah. yeah old school is- buddy. Old school buddy. Uh, yeah. Not old school as in old. Yeah. School buddies. Yeah. They went to school yeah. together. Right, and I think they're like I think that's his oldest friend. I want to believe that that's his oldest friend. Do you think that's why Artie's always uh, Artie's so obsessed with get, always trying to get into business with Tone? Well, I think that's like it. It is why he is, but also why he's not. Because if you look at like the, I'm skipping ahead a little bit, but like the Columbus Day bit, yeah, where he's like on board, like. He's so on board, but then when it comes to actually like what Tony does for a job, he's like, no. Yeah. Yeah. So it's more about like, like being there for his friends rather than actually doing the things. Like, cause yeah. even like when, it, what, well, what happens later in season two is there's a bit of a, a sexual misconduct kind of thing and they, certain heads are organized to be displaced. And Artie's, you know, wants to be involved. But then essentially he gets the final word and says no. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, very true. Yeah. So I think like their relationship is like very important in the Sopranos as a whole, even though it's only like a side, you know, a bit of a side conversation. Mm. Yeah. But yeah, there's certainly um, some good scenes with him and Tone, but. Especially when he gets into that, um, he tries and does he try and commit suicide over the money? Yes, yes, <laughs> yes he does. Indubitably, yeah, that's, that's what I thought. I think that's like that's like the pivotal point. I think that's where like the relationship changes, and Tony feels like more more carer than friend. Yeah. And, and Artie feels like Tony's using him for, like, what he has. Yes. You know, in Tony's head, he's just, like, trying to look out for, like, you know, one of his, like, best mates. Yeah. Yeah. So I think it's definitely, yeah, that's that's what definitely, like, tears them apart <clears throat> a little bit. But I think it makes them stronger friends as well. Oh, definitely. Absolutely. <clears throat> I think... We can't not talk about season two and then not give a special mention to the New York side of things. 
Oh. I think you got to, you know, we've got to talk a little bit uh, about Carmine Lupatazzi. Massive. And his... Um... <laughs> His 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 uh, his fellow soldiers. Yeah, his uh, second in charge, uh, Johnny Sacrimony, or Johnny Sack, as he's known in certain circles. Big John, I like John. I'm a big fan of Johnny Sack. I think he's got good. He's got good charisma as well. He certainly does. And, and it's not um, all. No, you go. He. I don't know the name of the actor off the top of my head. He was, yeah. Vince Curatola. Vince. (laughs) Lovely. Beautiful. Vince Curatola. I've written that in my notes. I forgot all about the indictments, but I wrote Johnny Sack's name. (laughs) Johnny Sack. (laughs) Johnny Sack. Great character. Loves a cigarette. Oh. (laughs) Yes, he does. (laughs) Loves a good cigarette. And, um, yeah, very powerful man. I think... I think the good thing about like Johnny Sack is that as much as like the threat of violence is there, it's all like financially motivated. Yeah, he's the businessman. Yeah, he's like more, it's more about like, you know, uh, financial possession rather than like physical pride and power. Absolutely. Yeah. Or and, although, and, and, until, until you <laughs> mention his beautiful girl. Yeah, well, Ginny Ginny Sack's got a mold the size of. <laughs> I can't remember what it's got the size of. It's just huge. <laughs> twenty pound mole, was it? She got a. She had to get a twenty pound mole removed from her ass or something. <coughs> Classic Ralph Cifaretto. but you know we can't talk about Ralph Cifaretto until we get to season three. Correct. And there's a lot to unpack there. There is. <laughs> So I think I think we're going to talk about the jacket. Oh, you took the words right out of my mouth. Steph. <laughs> did I? You did. Oh, you man. did. You no, did. <laughs> that was my next point in my uh, minutes notes here. Is you can't talk about Jackie April and the relationship that he has with Tony unless you're talking about the toughest guy in Essex County, Rocco DeMeo, which Richie took the jacket off. <laughs> It's such like it's, it's such a small plot point, but it's, it's probably like the coolest one. It's a beautiful jacket. It's a nice jacket. Like who it's doesn't a like? It's a beautiful jacket. A mustard-coloured leather jacket. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful lining. It's yeah, it does actually. Actually, I don't mind the inside of the jacket. The outside, I've got a little bit of an issue with. But that man, whoever he took it off, must have been a big boy, man, because it fits Tony snugly. Yeah, Rocco DeMeo. Well, he's actually Roy DeMeo's brother. And oh, you've, Roy done DeMeo- of, you've done a bit of a background check? Yeah, yeah. So I've, like, looked into it because it got me thinking um, DeMeo. And, like, the, the only DeMeo that kind of lines up is Roy DeMeo, and he used to run the New Jersey uh, crime family. And that's where, like... Um, it's actually interesting in um, we we're, were talking before earlier in the episode about Ray Liotta's part in um, the um, in the Saints of Newark, how he's playing Jackie's dad. Well, this is what I believe. He's playing Jackie's dad who essentially is before then that's the Roy DeMeo family. Yeah. Right. So Ray Liotta actually played, Roy DeMeo in a movie called The Iceman. 
Right. Yeah, years and years ago. So it's cool that he's like coming back to play. Essentially, he played like Roy DeMeo in a film, and now he's playing the underboss to Roy DeMeo, which is right in the Soprano storyline, which is um, Jackie's dad, and then Richie April, who is the the son of Ray Liotta's character and Richie's dad. Rich Richie beat up Roy DeMeo's brother. This is this is this is wild. It's awesome. It's like how much like Ray Liotta has like indirectly and directly been a part of the Sopranos universe this whole time. That's that's so sick. Yeah. So like Richie April beat the shit out of Roy DeMeo's brother Rocco DeMeo just to take his jacket because he was the toughest guy in Ethics County. <laughs> and therefore passes the jacket on to Tone. And it's the jacket. <laughs> what are you talking about, man? It's the jacket I took off Rock on the Mail, the toughest guy in Essex County. He didn't show his face around here anymore. Not after what I did to him. <laughs> and I think, yeah, that is like probably one of the coolest lines in um, yeah. In season two, there's a lot of good ones. Yeah, and then Tony doesn't even like it. No, he gives it away. (laughs) (laughs) I think that's what's like more solid is that he's just so willingly gives it up. Just like I don't want that jacket. You can take it, Vlad or Slad or Slav, whatever his name is. Slav. Uh, Is that his name? That's like the cleaner's husband. Yeah, I think it is Slav. (laughs) It's something. It's it's definitely Nordic. It's definitely Polish, for sure. Oh, it is Polish, isn't it? Yeah, she's a Polak. Yeah, a Polak. Yeah, she is, yeah. Um, um, no, and there's a, there's a couple of massive, massive events in Season 2, too. That, yeah. season, season 2 also, I should say. Yeah. Well, I think you've you got to talk about, like, how Uncle June gets down south. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I completely forgot about that. Yep. Or how, like, Tony will never be a varsity athlete. Yeah. <laughs> and Tony walks out of Sunday lunch, never to return. Never to return. He never comes back, does he? No, never. He, he never does not return. Far out. That's an awesome part. I like that bit. Yeah, he blows up at lunch. He's not happy. <laughs> and then it's like, what? What did I say? He's always overreacting or something like that. Because <laughs> yeah. that's oh, when man. Uncle June. That's when Uncle June starts losing his sh- marbles. Yeah, it's yeah, exactly. It's the start. Yeah, the start of what's going to happen. Yeah, yeah, which isn't good. No, is that? Is it in season two? They find out that Tony has like the other uncle, Uncle Eckle. No, I think that's in season three. Season three. Okay, well, I'll I'll drop it. (laughs) Maybe, or maybe it is season two, Steph. I think you might be right. Can you talk about... No, no, it is season three because that's when he gets the big C. Yeah, the big... Yeah, yeah, the big kahuna. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's in in three. Should we touch on uh, a little bit of trouble that Matthew and Sean get into? Oh, yeah. 
Yeah, <laughs> definitely. I think that's definitely. like a really yeah, that's a good part in season two. Is um, I think like it all stems from them at the uh, the stock market. Remember, they get the stock market, the pump and dump. Uh, Ubistics. U- Ubistics. Well, that's right. U- We're pushing. Ubistics. <laughs> we sell Ubistics. Yeah, <laughs> kick the crap out of that dude at the office. Eh? But doing, but just like saying that, maybe you should consider other stock options. It's like, yeah, you got to sell your bistics, and they know nothing. They've got like a college, like a really crappy degree of like, and a bachelor of arts, <laughs> <laughs> bachelor, a bachelor of stealing cars. Yeah, and then they steal Porsches. Yeah, <laughs> like the. Like they are, they're they're legit scumbags. Those two, they are just yeah. a, the definition of like petty crooks. Yeah, yeah. Who do you like more? Do you like Sean or Matt? Uh, probably Sean because he thinks he's king shit. Yeah. See, I don't like Matt at all. Yeah, I don't. He's yeah. a bitch. Yeah, he is a little bitch. Yeah. What about the poker game? We can talk about Matt and Sean in the poker game. Oh. How he's like. <laughs> he gets stitched up big time, mate. Oh, it's so good. He's like. Because this is, the, this is the, the boy. Anthony finally gets the big game. So yeah, that's pre- right. Yeah, yeah. This is a poker the president's game. game. The president's game. Correct. This is a game that Junior used to run for many years. And now it's been handed over to Tony. And it's Tony's first time running it. And they get this. <laughs> These two, pe- these two pieces of work, Matt and Sean, too. What would you say? Be well, they just kind of work the room. They're like kind of glorified just, waiters. Just a glorified busboy, really. Yeah, yeah, they are. Or, yeah, you know? waiter, server. Yeah, what you, however you will describe it, and you'll probably tell it better than I can, Steph, about <laughs> stuffing parmesan into your sister's <laughs> your sister's crotch. So apparently, Sil Sil gets quite aggravated when he gambles. But yeah, I think you can take over. I think, I think the the thing that they don't tell about Sil is that he's got he's very superstitious when it comes to gambling. So everything kind of has to be the way it is. If something changes and he loses a hand, that's the reason it changed. So, so Tony. Because I don't think he likes Matt and Sean. I think I think it comes from like the disrespect they showed when they're in like the toilets and like Matt's like, "Hey T," and he's like, "Don't call me T." <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't, don't call me. Don't call me T. It's Anthony. Yeah, you call me Anthony. And um, and they they don't even wash their hands. So Silvio's got like he's he's a bad gambler. He's got bad gambling habits. And Tony to to stitch up this Bevilacqua kid, he goes over there and says, Oh, what why don't you clean up those crisps on the steel's feet? He's <laughs> like, okay, Tom, okay, Tom, no worries. So he goes in there and tries to like clean it up. And Sylvia's like, What are you doing? He's like, I'm just trying to clean so I don't give a fuck what you're doing. And, oh, what does he say? He 
likes the smell of cheese at his feet. So he sticks provolone in his socks so they smell like your sister's undies. Ah, that's it. Is, is that possibly what yeah, you said? Yeah, I think so. I just had a full blank when I was getting into it, eh? I think, I think that's what he said, yeah. I, I stuffed provolone. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, he doesn't like the Beverly Cookie. And I don't think anyone does, if I'm honest. I think the only one that really likes these two is Chris. And I don't think he likes them very much either. Well, he's the one that brought him into the circle, didn't he? I'm pretty sure, Christopher. Yeah. Chris always brings, like, weirdos in. Like, I think that's what he's, like, notorious for, is bringing in, like, not very good people. <laughs> yeah, one might say uh, lower class. <laughs> uh, scumbags, I think, is what you're getting at, Simon. <laughs> I've just got a package arrived, Stefan. I've got to sign for it. Two seconds. <laughs> <laughs> well, while he's away, we'll just um, well look. If you like the show and you've been enjoying the show, uh, this is the show uh, My Mind podcast with Stephen Taylor, and I'm joined today by um, Simon Ricketts, my good friend. Um, but we would really enjoy it and really like it if you went to iTunes and gave it a five star review, and even liked the journey on the Instagram page, which is My Mind Podcast. With um, no vowels, that's M Y M N D P D C S T. Um, as you can see, the parcel delivery man is super into uh, this podcast. That's why he's turned up to try and catch us at a live recording to get a, a sneak preview of um, of this week's special Sopranos episode. I think that's the power of Sopranos as well. Is that a lot of people can just. A lot of people relate with it, even though sometimes the material is so unrelatable. Yes, so the parcel has been signed. <laughs> yeah, sorry about that. <laughs> Delivery <laughs> has been delivered. It's all right, I did plug. I did plugs. Excellent. I, I plugged it up. I'm so back. I think, so Chris is, like we are saying, he's got, some, he's got a reputation for bringing in scumbags. Yeah, that's probably the best word to describe it is just pure scumbags. Yeah, I think the best one that he brought in that kind of stuck around was Benji. Yeah. Benny. Yeah, Benny, yeah, he hangs around and he almost... Um, he gets starts, made. He, he does get made. He, he climbs the ladder and he... he uh, I'm pretty sure, yeah, he does get made eventually. Yeah, I think he's probably the best one that Chris has brought in. Yeah, him and um, Artie have a bit of a altercation, Ooh. I think. Is that in season two? Uh, possibly season. not. I think we might be jumping ahead of ourselves yet again. Yeah, always. <laughs> With the Artie Bucco stories, they're so small and limited that they feel like they're all at once. Segregated <laughs> 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 throughout the seasons. Yeah, correct. Yeah. But I think uh, an important plot point in, um, in season two is this is like the start where you see Chris really start to give in to the heroin a lot more than you do in the other seasons. Like it's like he, it gets bad throughout it, but this is like kind of the start with like the pressure of like the the stocks business. And then he takes over the bookies and he yeah. gets this season. He certainly does get into it quite heavily. Yeah. And he get, they go to Italy. 
Yeah, and he doesn't see any. Of, he doesn't see <laughs> any of Italy. He's like, I'm gonna walk Mount Vesuvius, and then he's just in a hotel room <laughs> shooting junk, man. Shit. <laughs> I think. Well, that's a good. Um, well, that introduces a couple of like really cool characters from Italy, which is obviously the female Don. Yeah, the female boss. Yeah, which is um, very interesting. I like um, I like how Tony says it'll never happen, <laughs> and like more and more throughout like culture now, you see more and more women in like those criminal roles or like you know the being presidents. Yeah, the top, the top spot, the top dog, if you will. Yeah, like it's such a a backwards aspect that like Tony has on the view back in two thousand and one. I think the season two came out. Yeah. Hmm. And, also, Sorry, and as, and as we touched, uh, as we touched on uh, another major character from the other side is uh, Mr. Furio. Mr. Furio, that's exactly right. He is, he's like exactly what Richie is, but younger and doesn't speak English. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not a, not a English. He is hard as, like, when he goes in by himself and, like, bum rushes that masseuse parlor. Yeah. That is crazy. He just, like, does not hold back. And he's just, like, rambling Italian to the guy. <laughs> and then he turns on the the uh, wife of the dude. Yeah. And just, just destroys the joint. Just straight up does not care, you know. Yeah, just a one-man warrior. Yeah, that's that's wild. That's so like wild comparative to like I guess you kind of see through that scene you kind of see how lawless like Italy would be like as far as the mob's concerned. Yeah. yeah. And also while they're in Italy how um unlawful it is when those kids set those firecrackers off after the big dinner. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah. And they just ragdoll that kid. <laughs> yeah, they're like, oh, he's just a kid. He's just having a, he's having a good time. <laughs> nah, not anymore. No, not, <laughs> not, not happening. Or like in when they're having the big dinner, and Paulie's like, um, I want some, I want spaghetti. Where's the spaghetti? Oh, I don't want this pasta. I want the spaghetti and tomato sauce. <laughs> the guy says, like in Italian, he's, he's like, um. He wants like a kid's spaghetti, <laughs> tomato sauce. Where's the gravy? I want the gravy. Yeah. <laughs> There's another yeah. cool moment in um in Paulie's thing where he's like getting the suppressed espresso and he like does the cheers. Oh, comandante! <laughs> and they give him and nothing. That, that whole table of old Italian dudes just look at him like, yeah, wake yeah. up yourself. Yeah, come on. We're here every day. <laughs> <laughs> we don't know you. Stupid, Ameri- stupid American. Yeah, stupid Italian American. You don't know yeah. what Italy's like. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think it's a good thing that they took Paulie and not like Silvio or like Pussy. You know, I think yeah. it's that Paulie went over and because it gave him so much more like perspective on his Italian heritage. Cause you know, like we we're talking before about how he's like, Oh, you know, so cranky that they took like espresso and cappuccino 
and all that stuff away from him. And then he goes over and experiences like the espresso and the food's not like very nice. <laughs> it doesn't yeah. taste anything like how he thought. And like, they're all like really rude. <laughs> like They're not loving at all. Nah. But he just wants to embrace that whole cultural experience. Yeah. To be a part of it. Mm. What's the other kind of big point in the Italy? Probably the business deal about the is it the oh, yeah the cars the car importation yeah ex- export I think it's car. exportation yeah they export it to to Italy to Italy and then bugger it off to Germany I, yeah I'm not sure on the details yeah even they're skeptic they're not skeptical they're like you know it's not very specific yeah hmm. I think that's a good thing about Sopranos as well as like as much as there's like dirty deals going on, they don't really focus on that. It's not like a, a show by the numbers. No, that's exactly right. You know, it's that's the side stuff. The mafia stuff is like the side stories. Yeah. You know, more focus on the relationships, the interrelationships of like the the two families, you know, the family of Sopranos and then the family of the the Mafia Sopranos. Yeah. Yeah. And the other big point that comes out of Italy that uh, Tony does get Furio to America. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. He says, I want one of your guys as a show of faith. Yeah. And she flips out, doesn't she? She's she's, she's not happy. <laughs> not a Furio. Not, not a Furio. <laughs> and the tone out of that, that's pretty weird. Yeah, the burning of the toenail. Sorry, you you were going to say go go. Because Furio was one of her best, or is one of her best guys. Yeah. So why why would she want to give him to some Yankee? So yeah, some <laughs> some dude from Jersey. Yeah. <laughs> Who's like you know, pretend boss. Yeah. In her in her eyes, like it's still um. Like Junior's still the boss, isn't it? Really? Absolutely. Yeah, I think. Yeah. And then uh, with Furio coming over, uh, yeah, it really shakes things up. Yeah, I think it's good to see the kind of division in the in the family, especially with like Big Puss, with Furio yep. coming over. Like that's you start to really see the divide between he and Tony. Yeah. Yeah. Which is good. I like Furio for for that point as well. Like he really shakes up the whole. Like they stop being so lazy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And F- Furio just brings that that staunchness of yeah. He doesn't yeah. care. He just does well, whatever right. he, does whatever he wants and takes whatever he wants. Like when he when they go to, um, the Bevilacqua kids, they they owe money to Tony. They need to pay up. Yeah. And he said Furio. Yeah. <laughs> give me 500 more. Yeah. You, you, you give me more money. <laughs> and then they, then they talk in Italian about how they, uh, he looks at the dude's jock. Yeah. Like, yeah. These, these two boys kiss each other. <laughs> yeah. Sleep with each other. <laughs> yeah. Like, what did you say? He's like, he blows him a kiss. Yeah. <laughs> Beforehand, almost kicking the door in. Mm. <laughs> it's so funny because that's like the first you see how they live as well like they're living they're like two 
like high schoolers. They live. They've got like bunk beds. <laughs> yeah, smoking smoking weed, bunk yeah. beds, listening to rap, clothes everywhere. Like yeah. they're just they're not what you expect to see from like junior associate mafiosos. No, not at all. Mm. I and think just, that's yeah. It just goes to show that yeah, they're not that they're not killing it like they think they are. No, no, and Furio is just like robbing them. Give me more. <laughs> <laughs> You're not going to say no to a guy like Furio as well. Not at all. No way. Nah. But the no uh, the the uh, Furio Carmella relationship's quite. Uh, well, that's very very spicy, isn't it? Yeah, I like it. I like that little subplot, like the boss's daughter kind of thing. It's very like Godfather. Yeah, very much so. Yeah, very like romanticized. And yeah, he's just, he's like an attractive dude. And he's like, seems like pretty muscular as well. He's a very good looking rooster. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like he does look like he's been looking after the old bod bod. And I think the uh, the ponytail just adds to that. The mystique. <laughs> <laughs> the mystique. And he, ah, uh, what is he? Does he get like a house? Yeah, he he buys a house. That's right, because Cam- uh, Camilla wants to help him help decorate him decorate or mm. rena- or renovate the shed or something for his parents to come over. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. And that's when it really starts to blossom, doesn't it? Yeah. And Camilla's always popping in with um, AJ. Yeah. And that's right. And he's like, I don't want to go to Furios anymore. <laughs> We're always over there. <laughs> and it, gets, then, it gets quite heated, that relationship. Like, high, it gets quite a lot awkward of, as well. Yeah, like a lot of sex, sexual tension slash awkward. Yeah, and it's so crazy that, like, in a show that, like, glorifies, like, you know, sex and that, they don't. Yeah. Like, they don't even kiss. No, it's like, it's almost like what they don't do. Yeah, it's all insinuated. Yeah. (laughs) But they never do the deed. Or you never see the deed. Yeah, bloody Furio, man. Far out. Yeah, huge character. Huge, and especially like with the with the driver, like Tony trusts him so much because he's so loyal. Well, he more or less becomes Tony's full time driver there at, at uh, one stage. Yeah, he does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's exactly right. And then Benny rocks up. <laughs> yeah, and she's like, "Where's Furio?" He's like, yeah, "Oh, I'm she, driving." Today. She loses. She loses her mind about no more Furio coming for yeah. coffee in the morning. She's not happy with that. No. But in like your like small house life world, like maybe seeing a dude that you do have like the hots for is probably the best thing that'll happen. Yeah. It yeah. certainly it certainly shook her uh, everyday life up. Yeah. Well, speaking of shook up, Chef, I think we need to talk about the Dave Scantino bust out. <laughs> <laughs> Talking about getting things all shook up and topsy turvy and thrown upside down, he uh, he certainly throws himself into a very deep dark hole. It gets very very dark for the Robert Patrick, the ex Terminator. Yeah, <laughs> it gets 
it gets really the it's dark as the dungeon in his little world. And it just starts off with a mere poker game with uh in the president's game. No, remember he start he gets into Richie's game first, remember? Uh, uh, that's right. And yeah. he gets he he's gotta start paying points back to Richie, but then to get that back he's asking Tony to get into the big boys game. Is that That's is that- right. No, no, and Tony takes on like instead because Richie's like going for the kill, but Tony like goes to like protect him and he takes the debt. Yeah. And then that's where like the full bust out happens. He like that's where like the rift happens between Richie and a Tony, like also like adds to it because Tony just takes away that income because it was going to be Richie's bust out. Yeah. And then that's when they move into the sports store. They move in. <laughs> <laughs> they, just, they, they literally just move in. Moving on up. <laughs> <laughs> and just, yeah. and yeah, rape and pillage the poor dude's business. Yeah, alone, that's like in bankrupt. Uh, yeah, let alone taking uh, his kid's car as semi-payment. That is so good. And then he yeah. like gives it better. <laughs> and better. <laughs> Meadow just flips out. Yeah, she's like, this is Dave Kent's Antino's son's car. I'm not going to accept this. Like, it's a free car. <laughs> but some of those scenes in the sports store are pretty wild, eh? Oh, man. Especially, like, when they're having, like, the trouble. They're talking about Richie or they're having, like, some kind of talk about the FBI. And, like, Dave comes out. And he's like, <laughs> here it <I> goes. <laughs> Here it goes. Calling. I got debt collectors calling me. I got IRS calling down the Get back in your hole, Davey. Get back in your hole right now. You're doing a good job, Davey. Oh, come on, Davey. Come on. You're doing a good job. It'll all work out. Oh, that's so good. I love the idea of, like, planned bankruptcy. How You see it so much in like mob related television, but you don't see it like in detail as the Sopranos did. Yeah. Like they really showed the ins, not like they didn't show you how to commit it, but they showed you that um, this was like their bread and butter. Like this is why, like, like in Miami, man, hey, when all those businesses went under, that was like the plan. The plan was to like buy as much stuff at cost price and then sell it off for like, $200 profit. Yeah. And that's how, you know, like so many businesses go bankrupt. Like you, in hit, drug you hit the nail on the head that, that that's their bread and butter. Yeah. Like you think it's garbage. Yeah. Or waste management consultant. <laughs> yeah. It's, <laughs> it's and more- another, another character that comes out of that uh, is David's wife's brother, the interior decorator. Ah, uh, yep, yep. What's his name? Uh, <laughs> He's always happy. Is it Vince? Yeah, it might be. I'm pretty sure. Uh, yeah, I think another Vince. Yeah, of course. It yeah, is. it's uh, yeah. <laughs> we we lost a Vin. Ben Mancasian is the guy's name. The cop, by the way. Ah, right. Yeah, it just hit me then. Vin Mancasian. His name was Vin, and Mancasian was his last name. Mancasian. Yeah. Oh, mate, jumping off the bridge. Yeah, yeah. The degenerate gambler cop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and like, yeah, you're right. He is like a pivotal, 
lot in the um, in Camilla's little story as well. Well, it's another little uh, love, love, loving relationship there. Yeah. Well, hang on. Is the relationship with Furio and that is that in season three then? Yeah, <laughs> possibly. I think we may have got our seasons mixed up here, Chef. I think because, like I said, like it's such a show that it all like ties in. <laughs> it's hard to differ, differ. It's hard to yeah. Because, like we're saying, like with the Artie and Tony stories. Like, because they're so short, the stories and the plot lines, it all feels like they all happen at once, similar to, like, Carmella's. Yeah, very true. <laughs> they all just go, Poof, and they're all one story. But there is a couple of big hits in season two with uh, Christopher getting shot. Oh, that's right. And he, he goes, he's, he's like, I went to hell, Carmella. <laughs> <laughs> And also, there was uh, an Irish bouncer. He wouldn't let us in. <laughs> and they were winning every hand, losing every hand. Yeah. <laughs> and then Janice pops Richie. Oh, which yeah. Was spoiler huge. That huge. Wild. Wild scene. Like, yeah. wild. Actually, we need to talk about a little bit of how, like, weird their sexual relationship is and how weird Janice's sexual deviation is. It's pretty crazy. It it is very crazy. Because it happens with all of them, all the people that she gets involved with, except Bobby. Yeah, we don't see any uh, sexual contact, sexual stuff with uh, Janice and Bobby, do you? Well, look, if I'm I'm honest, I'm okay with that. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I don't want to see Bobby Bacala's boobies bumping up and down. Nah. Maybe, um, maybe wearing his little train driver hat. <laughs> and like the high biz. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going, going hunting. We're going hunting. It's like, look at this. He's got Elmer Fudd. <laughs> <laughs> look at this guy, Elmer Fudd. <laughs> yeah, she's, she's wild in the bedroom with, yeah. Yeah, and like the whole gun to the head thing, like I thought that was, I didn't think that was going to be a sex thing. No, I thought he was going to shoot her when I first yeah. saw that. Yeah, because, you know, like it happens, like he, she gets embarrassed at the golf club. Yeah. And then, then it's a sex scene. Or like, like a, couple, a couple of scenes after, then it's a sex scene. It's like, well, what the fuck? What's going on? And then, yeah, she just... She snaps. Yeah, she gets a smack in the chops and then she snaps. Yeah, I think that's like... That's like that classic Sopranos. Like, that's like a... That's like a Livia thing to do. Is like... Just snap. Yeah, get put in your place, but then absolutely lose it. Yeah. (laughs) I think that's how Livia was. She, like, got put in a place and then... Like by Tony, by getting put in the retirement community. And then that's when it's like, Junior, you need to whack this guy because he's like having it over me. But it's just wild how quick that scene is when she pops him. Yeah, like there's happened, no. It just, it just happens so quick. It's like, <laughs> boom, I'm going to hit you in the mouth and eat my dinner and then bang, I'm going to get shot off the door. Yeah. Chair. The arm out. Yeah. <laughs> 
he's like before she before he gets shot he's like what you're gonna cry you're crying now yeah and then he pulls the gun and then she pulls the gun and he's like get the fuck out of here i don't have time i don't have time for this and she's just like boom bubba boy right in the head and then rings brother tony yeah in like in hysterics as well like you never see janice like crack that bad no yeah that's like yeah, that was not good. That was wild. I didn't expect it, if I'm honest. I didn't see it coming, no. I, I honestly thought this was going to be, when I first watched it, I honestly thought this was going to be the downfall of Junior and Richie. And I thought the punishment was going to be way worse than like Janice killing him. I thought like Seal or like Chris was going to kill him. Yeah, I didn't see, I didn't see it coming from Janice, no way. It's the luck. <laughs> It's the last person I thought that would uh, pop Richie a free all. Yeah. Yeah. And like how that just kind of fixed that scenario as well. Well, what a beautiful thing for it. It was a beautiful thing for Tony. He didn't have to deal with it. Ooh. There was nothing. There was nothing. It was like, oh, well. <laughs> beautiful. Yeah, done. I guess I get a garbage route. Yeah. Puts, your, uh, <laughs> puts Janice on a bus and sends her back to Seattle. Thank you. Done. Yeah, she does, doesn't she? And then she's like, what did you do with him? And he's like, we planted him on a, under a tree on a hill. <laughs> <laughs> really? Get the fuck out of here, Jack. <laughs> what, what do you care? What do you care? <laughs> yeah, planted him on a hill under a tree looking over the water. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so good. I forgot about that bit. <laughs> <laughs> what, do you, uh, what do you care what we did? And then yeah. meanwhile, meanwhile, Chris and Fury are just chopping him up out the back of yeah. the pork <laughs> store. <laughs> and Chris is like, Chris is like, this is the last. I've no, I'm never eating a pork sandwich yeah. from here ever again. Yeah, not for the next eight months. Something <laughs> <laughs> like that. Far yeah. out. Man, season two. I think we've underestimated how much information is in these seasons. If I'm honest. Yeah, season. Yeah, the first two really. They really, they really open up a lot, and then you get introduced to Jackie April, the son. Oh, beautiful Jackie! With with Richie, I think the one of the best lines with those two in it is they're having the meeting about the garbage routes, and Jackie speaks up in the meeting, and he's like, "My uncle just wants what my father's old," and Tony's like, "Does that want respect?" Give respect. Yeah, absolutely. What a line. I love that line, man. That's like yeah. one of my favorites. And then he's like, see what he just did there. He told you to go. He's told you to shut the fuck up. And he told me to go fuck myself. <laughs> <laughs> and he did it. He did it so well. Mm. It ties up so well. Eh? Like, yeah, that kind of gives you like, um, gives you like a broad perspective on like the relationship of what Tony actually thinks of Richie and what he thinks of Jackie Aprio getting in the so-called family business. Yeah, I think Tony was always annoyed that he never, that he dropped out of college, yeah? Yeah, out of Rutgers. Yeah. No, but he doesn't know that until season three. Yeah. We're getting yeah. at us. Yeah. yeah. Getting a little ahead of Jackie Aprio story. Hmm. So, is there any anything else about season two you've uh, got up your sleeve, Stefan? 
Well, I think the only other thing that we haven't really talked about is like the kind of destructive nature of the like Tony's Guma, Irina. Yeah. Because I think we spoke about it on the blower, but we didn't speak about it in the La Pod. Yeah. I think it's worth mentioning like how much she actually impacts Tony's day to day. She's good and bad for him. <laughs> yeah. And then she introduces the one legged Russian to the to the show as well. Yes. Yeah. The Svetlana? She, yeah, that's right. Cause she tees up the nurse for Junior's house arrest. Am I correct in saying that? Yeah, no, because Yeah. Yeah, she's she helps look after um Livia as well when she gets yeah. out of the when she gets kicked out of the nursing home. She gets kicked out and has to go live at home so they get her a living nurse. That's right, yeah. It's the Jamaican Jamaica, come on. <laughs> the, the, the gun just fucking Jamaican. <laughs> to the Sopranos household. <laughs> I, I think she might be Trin, from Trinidad, yeah? She's from Trinidad, yeah. She's not from uh, Jamaica, come on. <laughs> you were very up and about about the Jamaican. Yeah. I was like, hello, that's my favorite, like. That's my favorite. My favorite line in any like drum and bass dance song. <laughs> Build the rhythm. Bring the rhythm. Here we go. True drum rock. Now we're getting a bit off topic. That's for another show. <laughs> but um, yeah, uh, yeah. So like, they get rid of her, and then they get Irina sets up Svetlana to come and look after the mum. Yeah, but like, we're getting off topic. Up- we're, we're getting off topic yeah. about Tony and his guma. Yeah, that's right. I think it's like it's an important note in the season is how like destructive and how like Tony it was more it's more a talk about Tony's psychological damage where the only stable woman he has is the unstable Carmela. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then yeah, because she's very unstable, like possibly oh, damaged. Sleeping having a sleepover with the priest. Yeah. Yep. I bet he gave you a communion. <laughs> <laughs> and he's so upfront about it. What, he stayed here? Yeah. Yeah, nice one, Carmilla. Yeah, smooth. It's like you really <laughs> want this to end. Like, you live in this big house. Like, come on. We'll talk about that in later seasons, how their relationship develops. But I think it's a good, it's a good note to, like, just kind of say, like, that his gumar is so destructive. Like, throws the candle at him like almost hates him. And then the mom is like so similar to this Russian lady, except without the sexual contact, obviously, because it's his mother. And then Carla is like self-destructing their relationship as well. And then the only stability he gets is from the counseling that he like reluctantly has, like reluctantly does with Dr. Melfi. Very true. Yeah. So I think, uh, I think, yeah, well, I think we spoke about it on the phone as well, but it's funny how like he like kind of got, he's got like the hots for Dr. Melfi and he, <laughs> he kind of says to Irene, he's like, you know, I could get in the, you know, if you just a little bit like, you know, like, like a business person. And she's like, you want me dressed like man? <laughs> <laughs> 
you like you like <laughs> and he's he just looks at her with that twisted look on his face like no 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 just no. Like, a little bit classy like a little yeah. bit less more professional revealing. yeah more, more professional and she's like um no tony i'm not dressing up like this i'm not some bobby you just dress up <laughs> yeah yeah but, i think it's yeah but that relationship is explosive yeah, and sp- and like she gets like so distraught when Svetlana finds like the story she tells about how Sv- Svetlana finds her mister. Yeah, and like when they talk about like he's talking about like that girl and you like go down on her all the time. And then Tony says, she wasn't real, was she? Yeah, because he goes, yeah, to Puerto Rico about his back. Yeah, yeah, when really it's just in lockup talking to the feds. Yeah, as he has a few swigs of tequila before they just blow him away. Blast him, man. Man, I'm, I'm getting a little bit teary, like how like powerful that is. Especially, especially when, when, especially when like still, it's not real. Still, Paulie and Tony are just looking at him and there's no words being said. Like You can just tell that, yeah. Yeah, he knows it's going to happen. Yeah, of course. Oh, it's so sad. And like he shouldn't be sad because he's trying to destroy their whole dynamic. Absolutely, he's yeah. <laughs> you don't get caught a rat for uh, no reason. Yeah, and they confirm it in multiple ways, and it's like they've known the whole of season two. Yeah, and so let's cherry, call that a whole year. You know, the, the cherry on top was Tone going over there to see about the food poisoning and finding the uh, wire. That was like the cherry on top of the cannoli. That's right. Yep. <clears throat> yeah. Yep. I forgot about that bit. Yeah. And he's sick too. Yeah, <laughs> he's like, he's crook as a dog. Crook <laughs> as a dog. Oh man, far out. So I think, I think that's all for season two, isn't it? Or actually, I think it's important to note that um, season two was actually going to be the last season. Really, this is news to me, Chef. Yeah. So you know. Oh, you know me, Simo. I've done like a, a little bit of research on the Soprano, but it's actually if you watch season one and two, and then you forget about the other seasons, you can actually see at they don't they don't leave anything open. All the questions are answered. Yeah, very true. You know I mean? There's no like, there's no questions about Richie and Junior's loyalty because Richie's dead. There's they've killed the rat that was self sabotaging season one and two. Um, Silvio and Paulie, like there's no storylines open with them. Chris is getting better. There's no storyline there. They only introduce the witness in season three, if you notice, about the Bevelacqua kid. They don't, they just, that's tied up. Um, Camilla and Furios or, and um, whatever, that's all like, that's not really a storyline that develops until the third season. Um the Dave Scantino bust, he's gone to Arizona. That's all done and dusted. Meadows going to college and Artie is still at Vesuvio. He's like opened his new Vesuvio now. So like all the stories are all kind of tied up because they don't touch anything on like New York or anything like that until like season three, really. Like they just like Johnny Sack and Carmine are introduced, but they're not spoken about that much. Very, very, very true. 
Yeah, and like if you look at the very last scene of season two, it's just Tony looking out on the boardwalk at Atlantic City. Yeah. So And that's it. That's done and dusted. Yeah. So that was meant to be the last episode of the series. Then they got picked up for a third and fourth season. Wow. Yeah. <clears throat> that's crazy. Yeah, yeah, I know. That's what I was like. I was like, this is I couldn't believe it because if you watch like a lot of um, like HBO shows that came out around that time, they do a, they do a similar thing where they just end, and then the second season they kick up more talk. You can see when they've got picked up for another season, like especially in three, they introduce new characters, they create new. Like season three is all about creating plot points. Absolutely. Yeah, and season four is executing those plot points, and same with five to six, and so on. That's crazy. I didn't know that. Yeah, it's. I was saving it. I didn't want to tell you over the phone. I thought, I'm going to save it for a genuine reaction. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah, it's cool, isn't it? It's very cool. You, Yeah. I just say everything just gets tied up and it's done. Yeah. There's, not, there's nothing else to talk about. Like, if you just look at the first one or two seasons, then that's it. You can, you can literally just be happy with that storyline because it's good. It's like a good storyline and there's no questions. Absolutely. Yeah. That's so crazy. I think that's – no, no, you go. No, that's cra- – just reiterating, that's crazy. I, yeah, my mind's blowing. <laughs> so um, I think we're, I think we're going to end it on that note. <laughs> fantastic. I think um, – well, look, if you guys have enjoyed – I think that's a good wrap-up of, like, the first two seasons. I think we've redeemed ourselves – from our last technical difficulty. And um, yeah, so look, if you guys enjoyed it, then let us know in the comments. I'll, 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 um, I'll put it up on Instagram and the Facebook page in the next day or two. When this comes out, you'll, you'll all be very happy with it. And um, look, that, that's all from us. Uh, thank you for your time, Simon. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. And we'll get back together soon we'll talk we'll talk off air and we'll we'll sort it out the next the next three or four so look forward look guys look forward to season the season three review and recap by um stefan and simon anything else done see you later